Hey guys, welcome to Torsion Talk Podcast. This is Ryan, and uh, as we've been doing with the um, events happening with COVID-19, we are um, doing a live video podcast first, and then as usual, we're stripping out the audio and then putting that into uh, the audio portion of our podcast. So you can either watch us live on Facebook or you can go to your favorite podcast uh, platform and listen to us uh, afterwards there. Uh, today, I just want to try to make it short and sweet. I've got a very busy day with a lot of appointments. And quite frankly, I'm extremely hungry, haven't eaten today. So I'm a tad bit hangry as well. So uh, I'm going to rush through some of this stuff. But I wanted to um, like try to have as much engagement as possible. If you guys have questions or comments or experiences through this, um, I'm going to ask a couple questions. I'd like to see if you guys can participate in helping with the content today. Uh, number one, first question, uh, have you been approved for the PPP? Uh, if you have, I'd love to uh, get a message from you on the chat comments while we're live. If you haven't, um, Bear with me just a minute. Um, the idle loan, I've got some information on the idle loan. As a matter of fact, um, these are my closing documents. You can't probably see them, uh, but there's, I think, close to 30 something pages uh, for closing documents for the idle loan that they had come out with. So we did get approved um, for that. However, the terms are something that I'm gonna go over with you guys. Uh, it's not in our favor at all. <laughs> so uh, I want to go over some of that stuff with you guys. Uh, if you've received your advance, I'd like to chat with you guys about that. Um, post in the comments. Um, and then uh, if you are have any questions about uh, the idle loan, that was the first program that they came out with. Uh, message me. I've been reading through these documents. Uh, I can definitely tell you that the idle loan contract is extremely one-sided and I do have some concerns and I'm not ex- super excited about jumping on it yet. So uh, we're going to go through some of the terms and things that are mentioned in here. Um, the uh, Let's see, what else? Uh, we've got, so three, really the three programs for us are the PPP, which they ran out of money uh, last week. Uh, They're potentially about to refund it. I've heard different numbers, but it looks like it could potentially be refunded or uh, reopened as early as tomorrow or Thursday. Um, I do have some concerns with that. So let me just express those. Uh, Being that I'm asking a lot of questions, talking to a lot of people, I feel like I've got some good information. Uh, there is a ton of pent up um, contracts that are already signed, uh, but not funded. So if you're in the same boat that I am where you're in underwriting and you haven't gotten closing documents yet, uh, you may be in a position where you get left out again. It's very possible. Um, the other hand, you have people who have sign their closing documents and not been funded because they ran out of money before I guess that got done, uh, pushed through to SBA. I've heard that's happened, but I'm not hundred percent sure that, uh, that is a real thing. 
But uh, one of the concerns that uh, I've, it's been expressed to me is that the terms on the new, newly funded PPP may be slightly different. I've heard that they're talking about what they learned through the first round and they're making adjustments, which could affect the closing documents, which could make you sign additional documents or provide additional information. Uh, I know there's a lot of blowback right now on some of the larger companies getting funding. Uh, and I just want to say that uh, I think that they're taking that into consideration, knowing that some of the smaller banks or smaller businesses uh, are, are, not getting the funding that they're looking for and a lot of people got left out but then you have companies that are out there getting large sums of money who kind of sort of fall in the guidelines i guess uh there's some gray area and i think they took advantage of it uh but good for them i mean i guess if that's the way it goes um i understand everybody's out to try to gain um i think part of the frustration for me is i read an article today where uh, one of the uh, people or businesses was rather large. Uh, they got millions and millions of dollars. And uh, the one line that, um, that I read was about the, um, what did they say? They said, uh, basically, this will allow them to uh, jump forward um, uh, in time. So essentially, they made it sound like they, they didn't need it but because of it, uh, they'll be able to accelerate growth and do bigger and better things. Um, and it's a rather large business. Uh, so I don't know how I feel about that yet because I'm a true capitalist at heart. And I feel like if you are going to be successful and you can get the loan, uh, more power to you. Uh, part of me says, because the selfish part of me knows that I got left out of the first round and uh, very likely I'll get left out of the second round. Uh, you know, we're small, we're not a large company and we've definitely been affected. So the question is, uh, you know, how do I feel about that? I'm not hundred percent sure yet. So uh, if you have comments or thoughts on how the larger companies are jumping in and doing things uh, and how that's impacting us as smaller businesses, I'd love to hear your feedback. Uh, maybe it'll help me form an opinion. So PPP is looking like it might be uh, back out. The thing that's holding it up apparently uh, well, from what Trump says is that the um, uh, Democrats are pushing really hard to um, negotiate other things that are unrelated into the bill. And so they're pushing back. The Republicans are apparently this was a thing in the first round as well, but I think they just were in such a hurry to get things through that they decided to just deal with it and sign off on it. So a lot of funds uh, went to areas where I think um, maybe they shouldn't have. I don't know. Uh, James, Jim McGrath, I call him Jim, uh, go to a small bank. So uh, that's great advice, Jim. I've, I've actually reached out to four or five small banks in my area because we banked, uh, we Still, but uh, not for too long, I don't think, um, banking with Wells Fargo. And um, so uh, we reached out a bunch of small banks, but they're not having it either. They're saying that we needed to have a checking account prior to February 15th. Um, I think that's their way of being able to prioritize uh, their, their, their own customers, which I think is the right thing to do. I just think it sucks for the people who bank with larger banks or um, uh, the program didn't scale for us. Uh, so we might get completely left out on that. 
but I mean, I think things happen for a reason. And um, if I get left out, I get left out. So I'm going to forge ahead and we'll be fine and we'll make it through. It just probably be a little bit more difficult. That's all. Uh, so I'm going to go through some of these documents here that I've got uh, regarding the idle loan. Um, so the idle loan terms. Um, so first of all, how I got approved. So I got an email last week, some point, I think it was like, I don't know, Monday or Tuesday. And they asked me to log into the portal and uh, verify my identity and answer a few questions. So I did that. Uh, and then on Saturday, I got a notification that my loan was approved. And I might be able to show you guys what that email looks like. So you at least know. Um, let me see here. If you're listening online, I'm sorry. Um, I don't know how to block that out. Um, I don't know that there's any need to block that out. I'll go ahead and show it. Um, I can't even talk to anybody about it anyway. So <laughs> let's see here. All right. Uh, right here we've got, hope you guys can see my screen. Can you guys see the uh, SBA email? Cool. All right. So it looks like this, right? Uh, and then when you click here, it opens up. It uh, asks you for a password. You set it up. And then uh, when I got this email, you just log back in. And uh, it's got the terms of the loan, uh, which was rather large. But come to find out, they're tying it to my credit and uh, my personal assets. So I've got, I'm losing out on, um, they're tying it to my home, my personal house. The amount was uh, close to $500,000, um, 30 year note, 3.75% interest. Um, the, they're not using um, terminology that I believe is very common in, in loan documents. I did mortgages for a little while. I did finance at the auto, de auto dealership um, in the past. And uh, there's some very simple terms that typically are used. Um, number one, they'll normally explain how the interest accrues. Uh, there's no clear definition of how the interest accrues with this loan. Let me get back to Facebook here just in case you guys have any questions. Um, so that's a concern of mine because I would like to see the terminology of simple interest um, loan, uh, meaning that uh, simple interest just means that um, you pay as you go. And then if you pay it off, um, you don't pay any further interest. So you're only, it's accruing daily on the balance. And once you pay it off, if there's no principal balance, then you don't have any interest accruing. The way this reads, it almost reads that the close to half a million dollars will be a 3.75% interest rate. And that interest rate is attached to the loan. And I almost feel like it's saying that I have to pay the whole balance of principal and interest if I accept the terms uh, within 30 years. Um, so I don't. I think I read somewhere in here that there's uh, no prepayment penalty, which is another terminology, uh, but it's not super clear. Um, 
fixed rate. I do believe it's a fixed rate. Um, there's no defined terminology that says fixed rate. However, uh, there's a lot of verbiage in here talking about how they can change the terms um, without notice. Um, let's see here. If I do decide to do this, I, if I, if I, they will tie it to my home. And then if I need to ever sell my home or rent it out or whatever, I have to get written uh, permission from them, which is probably the scariest part because we're already looking to move. Um, let's see what else is important that I think you guys should know about this. Um, what's up, Faraz? We were just talking about you, buddy. Hope you're doing well. Uh, let's see here, duty to maintain hazard insurance. So it's talking about how I need to have hazard insurance on my home. I assume including fire, lightning, and extended coverage on all items used to secure this loan to at least 80% of the insurable value. Uh, so I assume I'm gonna have to probably get some additional insurance on my home because I'm not sure I have, I don't know. I'll have to check that, but that could be an additional cost. Um, borrower will maintain current and proper books of account in a manner satisfactory to SBA for the most recent five years until three years after the date of maturity, um, including extensions or the date this loan is paid in full, whichever occurs first. Such books will include borrower's financial and operating statements, insurance policies, tax returns, and related filings. Records of earnings distributed in div uh, dividends paid and records of compensation to officers, directors, holders of 10% or more of borrower's capital stock, members, partners, and proprietors. So um, they're requesting that you maintain current and proper books of account in a manner satisfactory to the SBA for the most recent five years until three years after the date of maturity, which I think we pretty much do anyway. So I don't think that's a huge deal, but makes you wonder, I mean, because they're talking about uh, five years back. So that's 35 years. Um, no, 30, you got to maintain records for 38, uh, 33 years. Sorry. Five years back for 33 years. Um, so much stuff. I mean, this document's packed full. There's a lot of uh, duplicate content in here. I'm waiving my rights to sue them. Um, let's see. Limits on distribution of assets. Borrower will not, without the written uh, consent of SBA, make any distributions of borrower's assets or give any preferential treatment, make any advance directly or indirectly by way of loan, gift, bonus, or otherwise to the any owner or partner or any of its employees or to any company directly or indirectly controlling or affiliated with or controlled by borrower or any other company. Um, let's see here. Equal opportunity requirements. Uh, what we got? So Ed, the, um, 
the idle loan is not maxed out at 10 grand. The idle loan is maxed out, I think, at 2 million. Um, the advance is maxed out at 10. And that was $1,000 per employee up to 10 grand. This is indeed the idle loan, um, 100%. There's no doubt. I've, I've got the document. I've got the correspondence um, spoken with SBA. I've spoken with Benny, who we've had on the show here. Um, this is the disaster relief loan through directly through SBA. Um, there's some information in here about borrowers agree attached certificate. So you can't lobby, um, be a lobbyist if you accept this. Um, So I've got my, so the advance um, or the, the grant that you could ask for during the, um, while you were filling out the form on the SBA website, Ed, you, there's a comment on here that says, I got mine, didn't have any of that. So um, I did get, uh, I did get the advance, which is kind of like the grant. Uh, you didn't have to sign anything. They just gave that to us, $1,000 per employee, up to $10,000. Uh, that was given to us, so we did get that. Um, however, this is the loan that you applied for when you filled out the paperwork. Uh, let's see, Spring, Wilbanks, Butler, can you read that again? Slower for the ones in the back. Which portion do you want me to read? You can go back and listen to this, by the way. So. Um, So this, it gets really deep, y'all. Um, result of violation of this loan authorization and agreement. If the borrower violates any of the terms or conditions of this loan authorization and agreement, the loan will be in default and SBA may declare all or any part of the indebtedness, uh, indebtedness, I don't know, did I say that right? Indebt indebtedness, indebtedness, uh, immediately due and payable. SBA's failure to exercise its right under this paragraph will not constitute a waiver. A default or any violation of any of the terms and conditions of any SBA loans to borrower and or its affiliates will be considered a default of all such loans. Yeah, I mean, so many things left a little bit open, um, a lot of bit open. And then you have to consider the fact that they own you pretty much. Disbursement uh, of loan. Disbursement will be made by at the discretion of SBA counsel in accordance with the loan authorization. That they did say they checked my credit, and this was based off of credit. But in my and like in my world, so my business credit's really good. My personal credit's really good. Um, so I'm curious as to why they're being so um, firm on a lot of these. It's almost like you got to have good credit just to qualify, and then they don't trust that you're going to pay it back. So they put all this terminology in here uh, that makes it really tough. Okay, just a disbursement to owners. Uh, I'll go back and watch it later. Yeah, it was just basically saying that you can't pay yourself any bonuses, things like that. Um, borrower will not without uh, the prior written consent. Oh, 
I think this was it, limits of distribution of assets. Uh, borrower will not, without the prior written consent of SBA, make any distribution of borrower's assets or give any preferential treatment, make any advance directly or indirectly by way of loan, gift, bonus, or otherwise to any owner or partner or any of its employees or to any company directly or indirectly controlling or affiliated with or controlled by borrower or any other company. Huh. Uh, there's a lot of restrictions on what you can't use it for. I'm trying to get to that document if I can find it. Um, certification regarding lobbying, equal opportunity, Spanish version. Uh, let's see here. There seems to be two documents, almost for two different entities. I'm not really sure, like the SBA document, and then there seems to be another document that almost mirrors this and has a lot of the same terminology. SBA's right, if there is a default, this is, I mean, again, this is kind of the same thing they were talking about over here, but it's slightly different. Without notice or demand and without giving up any of its rights, SBA may require immediate payment of all amounts owing under the, this note, have recourse to collect all amounts owing from any borrower or guarantor, if any, file suit and obtain judgment, take possession of any collateral, sell, lease, or otherwise dispose of any collateral at public or private sale with or without advertisement. So that's a little bit more detail when it talks about the rights uh, the SBA has if we default on the loan. Um, SBA's general power. So this is, this is if you don't, uh, <laughs> this, is, this is almost as bad if not worse because this is if you don't, um, decide to um, default or if you don't default, I think this is just general powers that they're saying that they have. Without notice and without borrower's consent, SBA may bid on or buy the collateral at its sale or the sale of another lien holder at any price it chooses. So I guess they're saying if I put my house up for sale, uh, they have the they can they can bid on it collect amount due under the note uh, enforce the terms of this note or any other loan document and preserve or dispose of the collateral give me one second among other things the expenses may include payment for property taxes prior liens insurance appraisals environmental uh, remediation cost and reasonable attorney fees and cost. If SBA incurs uh, such expenses, it may demand immediate reimbursement from borrower or add the expenses to the principal balance, release any obligation to pay this note, compromise, release, renew, extend, or substitute any of the collateral, take any action necessary to protect the collateral or collect amounts owing on this note. I mean, that's kind of dangerous take any action necessary to protect the collateral or collect amounts owing on this note. That's pretty broad. So, I mean, I read that like if they feel like I'm not taking care of my house 
they could, with this verbiage, potentially seize my home, um, sell it uh, without my permission, um, or if, uh, I mean, I think about like the banking collapses uh, that's happened in the past or, or banks that have struggled. I'm not saying SBA is going to struggle. I would imagine they would probably get bailed out, but I do know that back in 2008, uh, I was flipping houses and um, we had a construction loan on a house. And before the maturity date, uh, the bank came to us because they were struggling, demanding the payment in full. And you're talking, it was 300 and I don't know, 75, 400 grand. Uh, we were still in the middle of, of getting it ready. Um, and that put us in a little bit of a pinch. So we had to shift our focus and try to get a loan somewhere else to pay that off. Um, so that was a little bit of a pain. Um, it kind of feels a lot like that type of uh, thing where if SBA wanted to, they could use a lot of the verbiage in here to just come to me and ask for payment in full, not that they would be able to get it, but um, let's see, federal law applies, general provisions, all individuals and entities signing this note are jointly and severely liable. The borrower waives all suretyship defenses. Borrower must sign all documents required at any time to comply with the loan documents uh, and to enable SBA to acquire perfect or maintain SBA's liens or collaterals, SBA may exercise any of its rights separately or together as many times and in any order it chooses. SBA may delay or forego enforcing any of its rights without giving up any of them. Borrower may not use an oral statement of SBA to contradict or alter the written terms of this note. So all the things that we may hear on the news about the program or on their website, um, if, if they change it, whatever, uh, I, I don't think that plays a role here because it's, if it's not in this document, um, if you were misled in any way by another source, that won't play a role here. Um, if any part of this note is unenforceable, all other parts remain, including presentment, demand, protest, and notice of dishonor. Borrower also waives any defense based upon any claim that SBA did not obtain any guidance, did not obtain perfect or maintain a lien upon collateral, impaired collateral, or did not obtain the fair market value of collateral at a sale. SBA may sell or otherwise transfer this note. So they're even saying that like once they acquire this loan and we fund it and put it in our bank account, they could then sell it to another bank which I would assume all these would go over to the new bank, uh, the contract term. So let's say for instance, Bank of America takes it and uh, for whatever reason, they don't manage their money well and they start going after people uh, for payment in full for things, documents, stuff like that. I don't know guys, I, I, I wanna be super optimistic about some of this stuff. Um, Matt Weber said, yeah, I ain't going for the idol. <laughs> It's uh, it's pretty tough um, to swallow for sure. Like um, trying to find the portion I meant to highlight it. Uh, restrictions on crown maintenance. Trying to find the section where it says what we can do with the money.
There is a, um, there is a document in here somewhere that uh, talks about what we can and cannot do with the money. Um, I mean, there's just for instance, uh, 16, no, more than that, rights, notices, and defenses that guarantors waive <laughs> to the extent permitted by law. You got four, seven, 16. So 27, roughly, rights that you're waiving. Um, that's tough. Um, General provisions. Man, I wish I could find that section where they talk about what I can use it for. I think it's coming up. Use of loan proceeds. Borrower will use the proceeds of this loan solely as working capital to alleviate economic injury caused by disaster occurring in the month of January 31st, 2020 and continuing thereafter to pay uniform commercial code UCC lien filing fees and a third party UCC handling charge of $100, which will be deducted from the loan amount above. I haven't seen any documents about how much the um, UCC lien filing fees are. They do clarify that it's $100 for the handling charge, but I mean, the filing fees could be 50 or 50,000, I guess. There's nothing uh, in here that states anything about it which is just a little bit scared. Uh, Matt said, Ed, the 10,000 is a grant bridge loan that was supposed to get to you through the first little bit. If you got the PPP, that 10K can be rolled into that if used properly. That is correct. Actually, as a matter of fact, this idle loan can also be rolled into the PPP. So if I were to get the PPP, which is, I would say a 50-50 shot for me, um, just because of banking with uh, Wells Fargo, um, so if I get the PPP, I was told that I could roll, okay, originally you could roll this idle loan into the PPP in the very beginning. Um, and the terms were a 30, what was it? No, 10 years, 1% interest. Um, and you could not use these funds for the same thing you use the original PPP funds for which were two and a half percent of your average monthly payroll cost. So now they've changed it. Um, so apparently they updated this recently within the last week uh, and you can still roll the idle loan into the PPP. And, and why they're rolling everything into things is because they're actually, uh, they, there's SBA guidelines where you, I think prior to all this going down, I think they hang their hat on a couple hardcore policies. And one of those policies is not um, having two loans or grants at the same time through SBA. Now, I don't know that to be fact, but from what I've read and what I've heard, it's kind of their thing. So they like to do one package um, for people so they don't try to do multiple. 
Um, however, if you did get approved for multiple, you can roll one into the other. And what everybody's saying is you can roll the idle loan or um, whatever else into the PPP. Um, the I'm understanding that the grant, I don't think they're verifying anything on that. You can spin that however you wish to my knowledge right now, but there doesn't seem to be any firm hard evidence of that. We have um, not spent that money. I've got three businesses and we got it for all three um, different amounts based on the employee count. However, we've set that money aside uh, until we get more clarification as to what that money is supposed to be used for. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, so working capital, kind of broad, honestly. I mean, I guess any working capital that's not uh, payroll, rent, whatever we use the PPP funds for, but when we roll this into the PPP, if we decide to do this, um, the term is now two years, 1% interest. Um, trying to pay almost a half a million dollars back in two years isn't in my goals. Uh, I don't think I need that much money. So uh, I'm trying to scale back. However, when I talked to SBA to try to reduce the amount, I was told that um, in order to reduce the amount, I would go to the back of the line. The idle loan money is apparently out. So if you haven't received your closing documents, I was told that you will not get the idle loan money. Um, and they don't know if they're going to renew it or not they're more likely going to push the PPP through the second program. Um, uh, so I don't know a whole lot about the, um, I just did the Trump, um, the uh, renewal of the idle loan or the funds available, but I was told that they are out. And if I were to try to lower the amount through SBA, uh, we would forfeit our place in line, lose the allocated funds that are dedicated to our loan and uh, go back in line. So we're kind of uh, holding off. I was given, uh, let's see here, deadline to return the loan closing documents. Borrower will sign and return the loan closing documents to SBA within two months of the date of this loan authorization and agreement. By notifying the borrower in writing, SBA may cancel this loan. If the borrower fails to meet this requirement, the borrower may submit and the SBA may, in its sole discretion, accept documents after two months of the date of this loan authorization agreement. So I've got two months. I uh, just got this over the weekend. So let's see, it's April, May, June. So mid-June, uh, roughly, I'll have mid to late June, I'll have uh, to make a decision on whether or not I want to pursue this or not. Uh, compensation from other sources. Eligibility for this disaster loan is limited to disaster losses that are not compensated by other sources. Other sources include but are not limited to proceeds of policies of insurance or other indemnifications, grants or other reimbursements including loans from government agencies or private organizations, Claims for civil liability against other individuals, organizations, or government entities, and salvage, including any sale or reuse of items of damaged property. Borrower will uh, promptly notify SBA of the extents, 
extenses and status of any claim or application for such other compensation and of the receipt of any such compensation. And borrower will promptly submit the proceeds of same to SBA. Borrower help, uh, hereby assigns to SBA the proceeds of any such compensation from other sources and authorizes the payer of same to deliver said proceeds to SBA at such time and place as SBA shall designate. SBA will in its sole discretion determine whether any such compensation from other sources is a duplication of benefits. SBA will use the proceeds of any such duplication to reduce the outstanding balance of this loan and borrower agrees to such proceeds will not be applied in lieu of scheduled payments. So there you have it. Uh, cannot combine it with other uh, things. Now, I think the the PPP is still good and you can still roll this into the PPP as of yesterday. So keep that in mind. Um, duty to maintain hazard insurance, which we got books and records, we went over that. So that's a lot of information regarding the idle loan. Uh, again, I'm trying to share this with you guys because I know a lot of people had a lot of questions about terms and money and um, what programs are available and what you should go after. My recommendation right now is 100% go after the PPP um, without question. So get all your documents together. If you haven't already addressed this, go out to your local banks, um, try to submit applications through them. Uh, I don't know, uh, personally banks that are allowing this to happen in my area without a bank account from February 15th. But if you do find one, you might want to call around and ask, uh, but the PPP is definitely the way to go. I think the idle loan is great. If it's a last ditch effort or, um, you know, you're, you're rolling into the PPP. Uh, I think the terms are a little bit more friendly. So uh, I, I would like to see in these documents, Simple interest loan. I would like to see uh, the term fixed um, interest. I would like to see no prepayment penalty. I'd like to see those words in this agreement. Um, I would like to see less ability to change the loan terms or call the loan due uh, in full, which would be hard. Um, so those are some things I'd like to see changed looks like there's almost two different entities putting their contracts in here. Um, but it says small business administration on all of them. It's just weird because like a lot of these have duplicate terms. And the crazy thing about it is if you take the loan amount plus the interest, you're looking at almost a quarter, uh, three quarters of a million dollars. Um, and uh, with that, you know, you can't even pick up the phone and talk to an underwriter or, um, uh, a loan specialist. The only thing you can do really is call the customer service line and talk to somebody there, which they will not discuss with you the terms of your, uh, your lien or your, I'm sorry, your loan docs. So um, you sign a $750,000 loan with interest included uh, without being very clear on some of the details. So Ed say, I may be wrong, but just uh, just a thought, according to the SBA website, I wonder if you were approved for the regular disaster assistance. That one is available up to 2 million, just a thought. So 
yes, that is correct. They call it the EIDL loan. Um, what does EIDL stand for? It's E-I-D-L. Um, Economic Injury Disaster Loan. So yes, you are right. That is correct. This was the Economic Injury Disaster Loan, EIDL, uh, as it's known as a short um, E-I-D-L. So Ed, yeah, you are right. It is the, um, it's the original uh, loan that they came out with, the Disaster Relief Loan. You guys got any questions regarding uh, these documents or <clears throat> any information regarding uh, the PPP? I wonder if Jim, if Jim McGrath's still on, did you get the PPP for your business? I'm just curious. Um, got quite a few comments. I think I've caught all these. Sorry to hear about that, Faraz. I know a lot of people are missing out on the PPP, man. It's tough. Uh, miss you too, bro. You stay safe. All right, so uh, Georgia opened up, um, came out and said that Friday they're going back to uh, a version of normal, and uh, they're opening up like nail salons, hair salons, massage parlors, um, tattoo parlors, bunch of different things. So uh, we will be opening up. Uh, okay, Jim, give me one second. I'm going to address that. I'm going to ask you some questions. Um, so we'll be opening that up. Um, actually, can we get, we can get Jim, Jim, you down to come on to the podcast? I wonder if I can send him a link and he can just tell us a little bit about the process. I don't know. Um, I think Matt Weber, did you get funded with the PPP? I think he said the, uh, let's see. He mentioned up here, I have been, got it all scheduled out. So it looks like he got the documents, but it doesn't look like he's been funded. It sounds like the process um, for the PPP really is, um, let me see if I can invite him real quick. We'll bring him on and then we'll close this out. But he might be able to give you guys more information regarding the uh, PPP than me and the process and the time it took. And so I'm going to message you, Jim, through Facebook, the link. Uh, so if you'll just click on that link, you can join our podcast. A little spontaneous here. Um, you can do that from your phone or desktop, whatever. But we'll bring Jim on and let him talk to you guys a little bit about how he has uh, his process with PPP. It may make you download it, but you could, uh, depending on what, what you're using, phone or desktop, you can do it as a, oh, there you go. All right, so we got Jim coming in. What's up, Jim? Can you hear us? Let's see. Hey, Jim, can you hear me? I can hear you. I don't know if you can hear me. I can now. Okay. All right, Jim. So uh, the PPP, you guys applied and got funded? 
we got funded. Here's, uh, yeah, I can hear you fine. How about me? Yeah, you're good. Okay. We, um, we did something a little bit goofy. We, uh, the very first day we ran the Huntington Bank. Uh, hey, Jim, can you hear me? Yes. There's a delay really bad because I didn't say that until much later. You guys applied and got funded? Hold on, let me see if I got you. I think you're watching it. So the sound's coming from your live stream. Okay, let me get rid of that. There we go. Yeah, I had it on the live stream also. Okay. Let me see what I did. Okay, there we go. Um, We went to, the very first day we went to Huntington Bank. Uh, They told us the only way that they would process our application was if we uh, would open an account. So we went and opened an account right away. Um, And the main reason why is the bank that we use in town, uh, a smaller bank was not approved for the PPP loans. Um, So we wanted to get our foot in the door just like everybody else. And boy, do I feel sorry for you guys that busted your ass just like we did to um, fill out the paperwork and get this whole process going. We then had to call an 800 number with Huntington to actually establish the application after we opened up the account. So we um, called and finally about uh, six o'clock Monday evening got through to them. And we went through the application process over the phone. They told us we should receive a email in the next few days. I kept on um, bugging my office that there was a problem. And uh, we kept on calling Huntington saying, hey, we've never gotten this email, never gotten this email, never gotten this email. So we went back to our small bank who had since been approved uh, to write the loans and they did not want to put in a second application. So they finally asked us uh, one day to go ahead and call back to Huntington and ask them for the router number or whatever number you guys, uh, some of you guys have gotten And we did, we called Huntington and said, hey, give us this number. And they said, well, we don't have that number. And they said, what's your EIN number? We gave our EIN number. And they said, we don't have any record of you ever applying with us. Wow. So we went back to our small bank and told them, hey, we don't have anything, uh, uh, anything being processed by Huntington. So right now we don't have any app uh, in place. They had us fill out an application that morning. It was, Last Monday morning, um, by Monday afternoon, we had verbal approval that uh, we were going to get uh, get something. Tuesday, we had the SBA loan uh, number, and Wednesday afternoon, I had my funds. So, oh. I'll, I'll wait. I'm sorry. Wednesday afternoon, we were told we were going to have the funds. I got the funds Friday before they closed. So... Uh, we had it in less than five days, but that's why I kept on yelling at everybody, try to go to a small business, try to go to a small business, because by far, that's what um, uh, the small bank was uh, the way to go. They, they didn't have all these Ruth Chris's and hotels and everything else to process them. Um, they had us. Yeah, I think that's, um, speaking of the Ruth Chris's, uh, I saw a list somewhere out there um let's see large companies yeah somebody posted about uh 20 names today 
Yeah, man, it was, they took up a lot of money uh, with those companies, but I spoke about that earlier. I don't know how I feel about it um, because, you know, I'm a capitalist, so good for them. But at the same time, uh, I mean, if, if, if we qualified and fell within the guidelines uh, and we were still profitable and doing well, I mean, do you go after it? Do you not go after it? I mean, I don't know, man. It's hard to say. Um, I just really feel that um, that loan should have been for the small businesses like us, you know, where they said uh, 500. Define small business, right? Under yeah. 500 employees. They should have said under 50 employees because that's what most of us are. We're under 50 employees. All right, so the definition of small business is independently owned and operated company that is limited in size and in revenue depending on the industry. A local bakery that has 10 people is an example of a small business. A manufacturing facility that employs less than 500 people is an example of a small business. So, uh, I mean, defined by dictionary.com or your dictionary.com, small businesses uh, range anywhere from one to 500 people, which is what they were doing. I think there was some gray area when it came to like franchises. And I think a lot of the franchises took advantage of the gray area, which you know, that's going to happen. So oh, yeah. when they built that out, I'm sure they, I heard that uh, the second round there was talk that um, they were going to reduce the total number of employees to either a hundred or 50. Uh, I don't know if you've heard that or not, but, I haven't heard it, but uh, you know, I, I'm basically, watching what you're putting out there and I'm watching uh, uh, the other small business Facebook groups that I get added to and stuff. Um, <laughs> you're not I part have, of over a hundred Facebook groups, are you? Yeah. I have um, survivors remorse on this, you know, that we, we basically got it. And how many of my brothers out there, uh, people that I admire such as yourself and, and several others that, um, you know, didn't get it. And I firmly believe it's because of my bank and I'm sorry to say, but your Wells Fargo could, you know, go suck donkey dick. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I had a conversation. They, the funny thing about it is I got a phone call yesterday from one of their guys who was following up with me. They've been trying to get my credit card processing for some time. And I said, bro, I'm shopping banks right now. I may not even be with you guys in a week or two, not because you guys, don't treat me well every day, but I'm realizing the benefit of being a part of a small community bank because when something happens, which is when I need you, you'll prioritize me and take care of me. Right. And I'm just a number, right? Like I'm, I'm, I'm one of millions of people to Wells Fargo and, and I'm not blaming them. You know, that people are suing them right now, going after them for class action, um, you know, I think there's going to be a lot of lawsuits because in reality, they definitely sorted through applications and pick and chose who they wanted to go after first, whether that's bigger loans or whatever. Um, but there's, there's defined banking regulations where you can't discriminate for a lot of different ways or reasons. And I'm, I'm really interested to see how the lawsuits take place and how that affects these banks afterwards, because I do genuinely believe that there's going to be an issue uh, with lawsuits and, and, and prioritizing loans. 
I will tell you, Ryan, that um, I don't know if you know who Chuck Colton is. Uh, Chuck is a door dealer out in California and uh, very, very successful uh, dealer. Chuck was, um, uh, he was on the board, uh, IDA board for his six years, left a few years back. Chuck and I remained friends. Uh, Chuck is, a, like I said, a very large dealer in California. His bank is Wells Fargo, and he didn't get his either. Mm, that's tough. I have nothing good to say about it. Wells Fargo. Yeah, it's tough. Um, let's see here. We've got some comments. Spring commented again. By the way, I like your name, Spring. Uh, they were able to do $500 per location. Oh, okay, 500 employees per location, I guess. She said that um, the way they got around it was uh, being a franchise. Sounds like as long as they were under 500 people per location, they were good to go. Um, so, I mean, the rules are rules, man. I, I'm listen. I'm not gonna hate. I'm I. I don't hate on anybody. Um, so I'm not gonna be mad. You know, I went into my little uh, pity party for like 30 seconds on that, and I was like, you know what? If it's in the rules, and I'm in charge of that, uh, Bruce, Chris, or whatever else, I don't know what I would do. Right? I mean, are, are you gonna do charity? Or are you gonna be doing charity by not doing it? Right? Or are you going to secure the future, not knowing what the future holds and take as much amount of money as you can with PPP and, and run with it? Um, you know, uh, there's pros and cons to both views, but I always err on the side of not hating on people and not knowing the situation. I think about like people always bashing uh, presidents. I mean, I, I don't care if you're Democrat or Republican. I mean, it's hard for us to sit here and judge every decision that Obama made or uh, Trump makes because we don't know everything that went into it. We would like to think that we know everything, but we don't. So in this scenario, man, I'm not going to hate on them. I, I'm, I'm probably more upset with Wells Fargo with the way they handled things than I am in anything else. Um, because all of their people really got left out in the cold because other banks were uh, forcing people to either open checking accounts, which delayed the process or, they wouldn't even talk to you because you weren't within that time frame. So, um, you know, we're, we're going to definitely be looking at moving our accounts to a local small community bank uh, after this is over and uh, we'll see how this goes. Agreed with you hundred percent. And I can't wait to go take the money that we deposited into Huntington out because they wanted us to move everything to them. And we, we refused to do that. And I'm glad yeah. we refused to have. Well, my recommendation would be if you do take out this loan, anyone out there, uh, you know, put that money in a separate account, track every dollar, pay your payroll directly out of that account. Uh, don't mix it with your other funds. Have a paper trail for every dollar you spend on the PPP or the idle loan. I think it's very important. Um, that way you can just pull bank statements and have evidence of everything that you purchased. Um, so, Good luck, guys. Uh, I'm going to wrap it up. Thanks, Jim, for coming thanks, on and joining us. Thanks for all you do. Take care, oh, guys. Thank you, bro. I appreciate your support. Um, I, can figure out how to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I can take you out. And then uh, we've got, uh, I can't forget my sound guy. 
Thank you very much, bro, for all you do for making this work. And then hopefully we'll get back on a schedule here soon. We're back in the studio. I brought my marketing team back in the office today uh, with everything going on and we still practicing safe distancing. So one person per office for the most part is what we're doing here. Um, and then you wipe what you touch. Uh, that's our rules. So um, if you guys have any questions, need anything, hit me up. Uh, but you should be able to get all the information that I have through this podcast uh, to date. And I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Good luck getting the PPP when it opens back up. And uh, if I could be of service with anything, please let me know. Don't forget about our sponsors. I want to give a shout out to Somer USA, SomerUSA.com. They build an incredible operator. As a matter of fact, my team now says that they install that quicker than they do LiftMasters. Uh, and not only that, um, the support is incredible. So uh, they've taken... I think here lately, they started out probably around a 5-10% uh, market share with us um, selling versus LiftMaster. Now I think we're probably selling about 40 or 50% um, of the Somers to LiftMaster. So the guys are loving them. They're selling them like hotcakes. So we're really excited. Uh, the other sponsor I want to make sure I give a shout out to is Service Titan. I want to thank those guys. They're going all out right now, trying to do everything they can to support their dealers. And then uh, lastly, you've got um, Surewinder, who uh, builds an incredible tool so you guys can wind spring safely, more safely, let say that, uh, and not hurt your shoulders. If you guys need any of those services or have questions about them, I use all these. Uh, you can reach out to me as well as we are um, getting a lot of interest right now in marketing. I think people are starting to see that investing in marketing is super important and we have a marketing agency and we would love to offer you a free audit on your current website or just a consultation talking about services we offer and what you could use to uh, drive more traffic and business to you. Thank you so much for all your support. You guys do support us by listening. Make sure to check out our Facebook page, Torsion Talk Podcast. And uh, if you need me, you can message me through there and I'll always get back to you. Thank you so much for joining. Have a wonderful day.